When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Kulays. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Remy Dixon. Today, we'll be diving into the upcoming game against Atafe, our lineup, what we want to see, and how we want this team to play, as well as some rumors and, honestly, nonsense. Before we get into that, here's a quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com slash Barca now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sunday, we play 15th in the table, Hitafe. From what we've seen in the last couple of games, especially the game against Rona, this will not be a cakewalk. None of these games will be. And as we know, these are all basically championships at this point. We need to keep winning in order to win this league, which is the only trophy we're in for right now. We're still missing a couple of players, Christensen being one of them, key to our defense, Frankie de Jong, Usman Dembele, and Pedri, which puts us in a similar situation we were in against Real Madrid for the second leg of the Copa del Rey, and Girona, a game that was, for many, a snooze fest, 
for many a huge indication of where we are without these bigger players. For me personally, I thought tactically things were a bit off. So it will be interesting to see how Xavi lines us up in the upcoming game. The lineup shouldn't be drastically different from Hirona. I think Xavi did a great job with picking from what he had. I just felt like the players could not cope with how Hirona was set up. And we may not get that from Itafe, but I thought with what Xavi had at the time, the players on the field should have been able to do better. It was just the organization and the conversations being had with players looking like they don't know how to play with each other at certain times. But hopefully that's been ironed out this game because the lineup will probably look very similar with Er Garcia and Araujo or Kunde playing center backs, Kunde or Araujo playing right back, and Balde playing left back. In the center, unfortunately, Xavi will probably go with Sergio Busquets as that anchor. Possibly Kessi, I mean, that would make the most sense since Sergio Roberto did not really offer much. And, of course, Gavi. Up top, I would love again to see Ansu Fati, Robert Lewandowski, and at this point, to be honest, I think Ferran deserves a start. It's not that I love Ferran, I really don't. If you know me, you know that I do not rate this player highly at all. But Rafinha has been doing absolutely nothing. Even in the Hirona game, I felt Rafinha was actually one of the worst offensive players, and he should have been taken off before Ansu Fati. I thought that was very disrespectful that Rafinha got to stay on before Ansu Fati um, had to leave the pitch. So we will see what Xavi does, but I think this is the best attacking option for right now, and I would just like them to play better. Again, I don't think Hitafe will give us the same thing that we got from... Hirona, but we should be able to win these games with these players. As I said in the last episode, this episode I'm looking again to see Robert Lewandowski having conversations with his team. Hopefully they've ironed out why they all seem so disjointed at this point. Lewandowski should be getting the balls to where he wants them. He should be getting the service. It's not on him specifically if he's not getting that service, but at the same time, those are conversations. Those are things that happen on the training ground. Those are conversations with the manager. We need to figure out why he's not getting the service, and it's not just because these players can't pass. You can't tell me Dembele is the only person on this team that knows how to get a ball to a forward. So whatever it is that's keeping them from being fluid up top, from really getting Lewandowski a ball in a position where he can do something with it, that needs to be ironed out. We have 10 games left. Those things need to be handled. At this moment, it's ridiculous that we haven't. Something I think that everybody should be watching out for, and I'm sure everybody will, is Ansu Fati's movement. I feel like he's been getting a lot of flack for not producing 
but at the same time, nobody else on the team is producing. I think the positives, when I looked at the Hirona game and the other games that he's played in where perhaps he didn't score, I felt like, especially early in the game, he's been linking up well with the midfield. He's been dropping back, getting balls, moving the ball around, connecting the offense and the defense in ways that are far outshining the levels that Rafinha or Faran has been giving. And it seems like people at the end of the day look at him and say, well, he didn't score, he didn't take anybody on, so this was a failure for him. I feel exactly the opposite. I mean, I think a player growing into their game again, getting more game time, I like to see the link up. I like to see some level of influence. And when we're watching a game where nobody up top is moving, nobody up top is getting anything to happen, and Ansu's dropping back, moving around, getting things to happen, making plays here and there, that's a positive. I think people should be watching out for that. Yes, he is not the world beater that he started out as, but again, he's coming back from an injury. He's getting more game time than he has in the past. We kind of have to start taking the positives and seeing where it goes. Now, I'm not saying that we just keep letting him rest on his laurels and say, oh, well, he can link up a couple of passes and that's it. But I'm saying pick the good pieces of the game. When you've been looking at, especially Rafinha, say, through the Copa del Rey and then the Girona game, couldn't even beat a player, couldn't even get a proper pass off and mostly just stood there waiting for the ball. So on the other end, you have somebody that's connecting, moving around, like building their game back up. Let's take that positive and look at it from a positive light instead of just being like, oh, you know, he's not doing this, that, and the other. It's interesting to hear the criticism that's just been heaped upon him more so than, again, Rafinha or Ferran or even Robert Lewandowski at this point. But that's my little soapbox on Ansu. I would really like to see Frank Kessie get a better opportunity as well. Sergio Berto is not it. We all know that. And this midfield can be better with Kessie and Gavi and, I guess, Busquets because that's what we're going to do. That's just how he's going to do it. So I'd love to see what can happen in this game with a Kessie-led midfield. Lastly, I'll probably be looking at Balde again. Um, It's been great seeing him develop His influence is just growing on the offensive side of the game, and he could be a very key part to winning this game and winning this league this season. So keeping an eye out on his play, his offensive, as well as his defensive production. So yeah, those are things that I'm looking forward to in this Hatafe game. Always looking forward to seeing this team play regardless of what's going on with them. Hopefully it's a more exciting game. Hopefully we've gotten things a bit more figured out and Xavi gets his tactics right. But it will be a Barca game nonetheless and 10 more for us to savor. So looking forward to it. Hopefully you feel ready for the game. Let's move on to the thing that always happens with Barcelona. Rumors, 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 rumors. And I got to be honest, everybody, it's kind of just nonsense to me at this point. All of it's so much noise. I know we love to talk about how 
there's never a dull day as a Barca fan. And it's facts. Like, there's always something going on, always somebody saying something about us. But for me, these rumors are just starting to piss me off so much because the club has so many issues right now to deal with for all these transfer rumors to be happening. Oh, one day we're linked with Gundogan. Next day, Bernardo Silva. Next day, this person, that person. I hope that all of these things are just rumors and that the club secretly in the background is really making the right decisions and moving in a way that helps us not just next season, but for the next three seasons. The worst thing that could happen is this club makes signings and pulls these levers, kind of like we did last season, for the up for this season, next season, right? That we think one season ahead, and we pull a bunch of levers, get a bunch of players to try to hit this Champions League money, and we end up not getting there, and we are now investments down, et cetera, et cetera. That would be the worst thing to happen. So that's what kind of annoys me about these rumors because this club has so many issues and we cannot even start focusing on new signings until we can sign Gavi, for instance, and Araujo. I saw a Forbes article saying that Gavi and Araujo will become free agents in July and they can leave the club for free. Which is absurd. I mean, if we lose Araujo, if we lose Gavi, we are so far screwed for the next couple of years because we won't be able to get players of their caliber in. So for me, this conversation around signing new defenders here and doing this here and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, stick with your academy players, get rid of the dead weight and sign the good ones that you have. The only signing that I actually feel like we should pursue is Messi. Multiple reasons, really. I mean, yes, I would love to see a final season at Barca for Lionel Messi, but I am conflicted because I truly don't believe that we want to go backwards from a tactic standpoint. We finally got past being dependent on him Regardless of how bumpy that ride has been, it's moving us forward. To get Messi back would be somewhat of a step back in my eyes because he is still pretty good and he would still be a starter on this team. I cannot imagine Xavi sitting him. So it's kind of a tough thing for me to think of the younger players that are not going to get opportunities and the way we'd have to change our game style for a player that has like two more years at best, um, actually, no, it's Lionel. He's probably got three more and one more after that as a really good midfielder. But Messi coming back to Barcelona would be a beautiful thing from a financial standpoint. It would be a beautiful thing from a legacy standpoint, from a brand standpoint. That's the big thing here. For me, the finances... If we can work the finances to be in our favor of Messi coming back, and I know he would be very understandable to what's happening at Barcelona, and I'm sure his salary demands would not be as high. But the revenue that a Messi return would bring, can you even imagine Messi's last season? 
at the comp now, which probably wouldn't be his last season. He'd probably be here for two, but the fi- you could still market that. You could still brand that as the final years of Messi. People would come to every game, home and away. The league would be making so much money again. It's just financially the right thing to do, and it would really help Barca out. Um, I mean, I think sporting-wise on the field, he would also be great, but my biggest fear with Messi's return on the field would be that it would signal keeping Busquets and Jordi Alba or Sergio Roberto, those players, which I think the way that we do this and the only way we can get Messi back and still keep our younger players is if we got rid of Busquets. He should not be on the wages he's on. If we got rid of Jordi Alba, similar. I mean, I know we owe him money, but we can work that out. That has to be a way to work that out. And Roberto, you're talking about Barca is so much in debt and we can't sign young players. Why are we talking about re-signing Marcos Alonso? Why are we talking about re-signing Busquets? And why is it their choice if they stay or go? We should be telling them, hey, we need to sign Gavi. We need to make sure Araujo has a good contract. We need to keep the young players we have. Y'all need to go. And I understand people are like, yeah, we need to make some sales too. We can talk about sales after we first balance our books and get these people off them. So I'm really not interested in all these rumors because if any of these things were true, it would mean significant changes to the team we have now in ways that does not make sense. And it would also mean that we're getting money from somewhere that also probably doesn't make sense. None of this is sustainable for the club down the line. And my fears are just like the dilution of the brand, the business, and some sort of takeover in some way down the line, which would really make this team a lot of the things that we don't want to see. So that's my rant on the nonsense, on the rumors. It's it's fun, yes, blah, blah, blah. But there have been past years where I've been more excited about who could potentially come to Barcelona. Right now, I just really need people to leave. <laughs> but that's that. That's that for this episode. Sorry to end on that note. Hopefully, this weekend gives us all something to cheer for. Hopefully we can get on a good run of form in these last couple of games and just really enjoy this run-in. Hopefully it's not super stressful and we can just win this league, enjoy it, and rebuild after that. As always, Kules, thanks for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Forza Barza. Podcast Network.